0: So just like you rely on Christ to defeat sexual sin, you rely on Christ to defeat um, um, any type of sin, really, you can rely on Christ to defeat laziness. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church church Boy Confessions. uh. He will direct your path. So what's there fear again? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Churchport Confession Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Welcome to episode episode. Blah, blah. Jeez Louise, let me slow down. Welcome to episode 167. It is uh, October 31st. Um, yeah, we don't really do the whole Halloween thing on this side. <laughs> so you know, what I'm saying, Happy Monday. You know, um, hope you guys have had a great Monday um you know mondays are great um we guys had a great past week god has really been uh in his bag in my life you know what i'm saying uh you know i i uh experienced multiple multiple revelations that just i really needed i wanted to hear his voice concerning different matters of my life and i got that my lord is good <clears throat> my lord is a provider um this has really been a been a year of maturing and and just uh, experiencing His grace through trials and you know I just pray for everybody that is going through trials for everybody that's going through a lot right now I, I just want to give you guys that encouragement that God is there my friend He is there and I've seen a lot of times in my life where He does things that I do not understand and it really frustrates me and gets me mad sometimes I get I get mad at God um, and I encourage you to be very transparent with Him. He can handle your emotions um, and, you know, he wants to heal you from any form of uh, resentment, any form of bitterness, any form of all of that, man. He he can and he will heal you um, if you give him the reins in that. So uh, I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Um, excuse me. Um, all right. We're going to get to this episode. Actually, before we get to the episode, I got a couple of announcements. Um, first of all, Bible studies next Monday, November 7th. Um, yeah, sign up link is in the description. Make sure you bring out your friends and everything like that. Uh, I'll announce the topic closer to the date. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to build this team. We're trying to build this team because there are things that God is calling us to. We need more manpower, woman power. Um, and we could really use you guys as help if you are led, obviously. Um, if you feel like you could be a great asset to the team, we have our list of roles that we're open, um, that we're accepting applications for at www.unassociated.com join, check out those roles, pray on it, see if it fits for you. And then send in your application. We'll read your application we'll set up an interview, all that different stuff and see if you can join our volunteer team so we need you you know what i'm saying and by god's grace uh we get those people we grow and we continue to do our thing also ladies and gentlemen you know um we have an amazing 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 thing coming in february um and there are two reasons why i need to announce this the first reason well let me announce what it is our poetry jam is coming back in february 4th that is a tentative. Uh, That is the tentative date for date set for our poetry jam, which means that we are opening up auditions for people who want to perform their spoken word at our poetry jam. We're going to have it in Los Angeles, February 4th. Um, So if you can be there February 4th, I don't care if you're from Los Angeles or you're from another state, another city, another country, if you can be there February 4th. Send in your auditions is going to be a video file. The link is also going to be um, in our bio to where you can send in your auditions. Um, we really go for something around. We give each person up to five minutes to perform. So just be mindful of that. You can perform too as long as you take up that five minutes. Um, and yeah, I mean, whatever you write for the audition, you can it doesn't have to be for the actual um, for the actual uh like what you're gonna perform at the poetry jam so just be mindful of that we're still like solidifying the exact thing that we want to have we're still praying about it that's why i say that but you know if you have something even from the past and you want to like send it in you know a clip you don't have to do a new clip but send in a video uh tape of your audition we'll be collecting all of the auditions throughout the month of november um and then we'll make our decisions at the end of the month and then we'll go forward from there so poetry jam tentative date is february 4 2023 um, send in your auditions in um, the link that will be provided in our Instagram bio. All right. And um, I also want to make this announcement because, you know, as we approach February, um, we are a nonprofit organization. So if any of you, maybe the way you contribute to this post GM is not by auditioning and being a part of the show. Um, but, you know, of course, we would love you guys to attend in person. But then also, if you could um, please find it in your heart to donate to our organization. Um, so we can throw on a great show for you guys and we can really make that impact that we want to make. You can make your donations at www.unassociate.com slash donate. These are all tax deductible. Um, and yeah, you know, we really appreciate you guys' donations just so we can make this show absolutely great. Okay. The budget for the show is $6,000. Um, so yeah, we're already trying to move and like book the venue and all that different stuff. And, you know, we, we, we got everything planned out with, uh, what we're going to buy with everything. So um, yeah, we just we just really need those funds, and we really appreciate you know if you guys find it in your heart to uh, make that donation. If you've been to a poetry jam, you know how impactful it can be. So you know, I pray that God, um, you know, have you move as you're led um, to give cheerfully um, in our direction. <laughs> but nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk about something that is definitely a popular topic amongst our generation that's laziness that's slothfulness um, it's, it's more so referred to slothfulness in like the you know the Bible versions that I'd be reading but I'm gonna say laziness for the sake of this uh, conversation because who really uses the word slothfulness any anymore? But, um, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how we can battle it. We're going to talk about how dangerous it is. Um, I've done an episode about it. Uh, I forgot what number it was, but it was called Laziness is Unrighteousness. I definitely recommend you check that out. I also, I also have done another episode that talks about how we need rest and how rest isn't exactly laziness. It isn't necessarily laziness. Um, so definitely check those check those out. Just search for it. Um, I'm sure you'll find it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube or whatever. Um, but, you know, we're going to talk about this topic again because, you know, God recently gave me a revelation that I definitely needed. Um, I don't know if you call it. Revel- oh, yeah, it's a revelation because he could reveal things in different ways. But, um, yeah, man, we're going to start off with how I was feeling this past week. I You know, I've talked to you guys about how busy I am as a as a person between work, school and ministry. Um, and I'm ministry with an associate and ministry at my church. God has been blessing me with a lot of things to be responsible over. Sometimes it gets a little frustrating because you know, when you're doing so many different things, you always feel like you would do better if you were just focusing on one of them. And I genuinely do believe that. But for whatever reason, I've prayed to God about it. I even before going into school and before I had a job, I knew that these things, both of these things were real possibilities in my future. And I prayed to God, how do I do all this at the same time? What needs to go? And God told me that this is your cross to bear. So I am bearing the cross of doing a lot of things at once and also recognizing that I'd probably be able to do all of these things better if I was just focusing on one of them. But God knows. Right. Um, so I, I'm very busy as a human being. I don't say that's flex. It's just the reality of it. Um, And you would imagine that if someone who is very busy, there's no way that this person could actually be lazy. Right. At least that's what I thought. But this day, you know, this past week, I was so unmotivated to do so many different things. God's been blessing me to remain disciplined. Right. So I do things anyways. But when you're unmotivated, man, there's just a layer of that that's gone where it's like you're doing things to your best of your ability and you're kind of just doing things sluggishly, so on and so forth. Um, And then, you know, I decided to there's this one blog, you know, a lot of you guys check out the blog on www.unnationalassociated.com. Right. There's also this great blog that I I definitely would recommend to anybody who's into reading blogs. It's called Desiring God. I believe it's set up by John Paptor, um, John Paptor, John Piper. Uh, I believe he's a he's a, well, not believe he's a pastor, and um, he has like other authors that are on the blog with him, and you know I like to visit this blog every now and then, and I just typed in laziness man, and you know there's this article that literally came up called lazy busy, <laughs> so as you can see, God was not playing all right, so um, I started reading this article and look at this quote that stood out to me, and I'll read different quotes throughout the episode, but it says the slothful zombie. May live a very busy life, but he does just enough to get things done so he can get back to enjoying his comforts. This stabbed me in my heart. Excuse me. Duties are what he performs, but comfort is what he craves. The zombie lives his routine in a fog, sleepwalking between weekends. My goodness. When I tell you, like, sad to say, definitely hesitant to admit This was me last week. Or really, this was me for the past like three, four weeks. A lazy, busy, a slothful zombie. Um, You know, uh, you live a busy life. You know, You, you get things done, but you only get things done for the sake of just get enough done for the sake of going back to your comforts. I never thought that I can be busy and lazy at the same time, but this article really ripped that out of my mind. Um, But let's talk about the many verses in the Bible that talk about how slothfulness or laziness is bad. All right. There's many of them, especially in Proverbs, because I guess Solomon, (laughs) he must have had some lazy people in his camp or something like that. He was not. This man is ruthless when it comes to calling out laziness. But um, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 15 says laziness casts one into a deep sleep. And an idle person will suffer hunger. So, laziness in a sense leads to somebody lacking, right? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24, verse let's go 30 to 34 says, I went by the field of the lazy man and um, by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, and there it was all overgrown with thorns. Mm, his lawn was not good. Um, its surface was covered with needles. Jeez, its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sh- a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Mm. Let's go to another one. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. And this is really, uh, this is one that the uh, article highlighted specifically. So we're going to like use this as a launch pad. Proverbs 13.4 says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. Jeez Louise. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. So what the article did was that it took this verse and really used it as a launch pad to go into, you know, another topic on what is the lazy man's desire, right? Because Proverbs 13 says, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, right? Right. But so like, what what is the lazy man desiring? And the answer was that the lazy man desires sleep, desires rest, and albeit the lazy man desires comfort. And that is the source of his laziness. Um, Proverbs chapter six, verse nine to 11 gives us some, uh, some reasoning for this conclusion. It says, how long will you slumber? Oh, sluggard. Uh, when will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands." Oh, wait, we just read that lol (laughs) oh wait no we didn't oh it just says it interesting it says it twice in the bible i just realized this. wait no way i must have got this wrong i must have got it wrong ain't no way this is live tv folks proverbs 6 okay 9 to 11 and then what does it say at proverbs 24 30 to 34 no it says it twice well look at that folks we just discovered a bible mystery a little sleep a little slumber i literally just put this together as well so like i didn't even notice it during my study time a little sleep a little slumber well maybe god wanted to emphasize it. a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to sleep so shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your and your need like an armed man are you serious interesting Huh. It's a little different. It's a little different. Nevertheless. Um, and also Proverbs twenty one, verse twenty five says, The desire of a lazy man kills him, for he is for his hands refuse to labor. So the desires of a lazy man is not is not to work, ladies and gentlemen. It's just to rest, it's to sleep, it's to be sluggish. Um it's 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 comfort, albeit, right? Um so laziness according to the word of God, or at least I would say some laziness stems from our desire for comfort. Wow. When comfort is your number one priority, laziness shall be the product of that. You shall be very lazy, my friend. And think about it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. What are the places that we go to and what are the things that we do in order to be comfortable, right? I don't know why I pronounce it like that, but bear with me. We go to our bed, Right, We watch Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max or Disney Plus or all of these different streaming services. We eat junk food. I like to eat. I ain't going to hold you, man. I'm not even going to hold you. Or we indulge in guilty pleasures. right? So we recognize that this laziness gives way to inactivity. It gives way to gluttony. It gives way to lust. Isn't it? I don't think it's a coincidence that... All of these guilty pleasures and all of these, you know, things that make us super comfortable are always just a, a, a hands, a hand, what is it called? A hands, hands length, arms length away. Boom. There you go. I don't think it's a coincidence at all. I think in life, we consistently see that the things that just give us this immediate, brief, unsatisfying, um, you know, fulfillment. It's so easy, and that's what the article was outlining. It's so easy. It's so easy. But then the things that actually bring that real value are the things that we have to work and strive for. You go to the gym. You have to. You you know. You want to get your muscles big. You gotta stress them out, right? You want to get your degree in school. You're gonna have to study and put in the work, right? That is the life. That is how this life works. The things that are just so easy typically are the ones that are not even good for us. They just give us this brief satisfaction. But the things that are actually worth having. We have to work for them. When you understand that laziness stems from a desire for comfort, you can understand why someone can be busy and lazy at the same time. Because you're the person who's working through the entire weekend just, I'm sorry, you're the person that's working through the entire weekday just so you can make it to the weekend, right? Right? You're the person that's working, but you're longing for the weekend. You're longing for the rest. You're longing for the vacation. You're longing for the Sabbath. And that's not to say that we're not supposed to rest and we're not supposed to, you know, take breaks and everything like that. But do understand that you have to have balance in everything, right? You can have too much of anything is not too good. Some of us, we stay in our bed for more hours than we should. And we know know when we're supposed to get out of bed, but we stay in our bed anyways. Rest doesn't necessarily mean you're lazy. I talked about that in episode 141. Go check that out. But there's a difference between needing rest and a difference between living for rest. And I think when you understand that, then you understand how it's different, you know, how the difference between laziness and, you know, also just legitimately needing rest. When you look at someone who understands their need for rest, they see working as the priority and rest as the tool in order for them to work better. When you see that somebody who is living for rest, they see rest as the priority. Rest is the destination. Everything that we're doing is so we can get back to rest, the resting state, back to our bed, back to Netflix, back to idleness. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we rest in order to work rest is not the task that god has called us to god has called us to work rest is a tool and it's a very important tool it's because of rest it causes we are caused to slow down right we slow down we don't move ahead of the pace that god wants us to go right rest causes us um to spend more personal time with him which is one of the if not the most important thing when doing any task that the god puts in front of you you have to have that time with him you have to spend that frequent time with him um rest causes us to avoid burnout and it teaches us to trust god more right with our heavy loads ladies and gentlemen as children of god we serve god not rest being you know it's very important that we recognize that rest is a tool and it's not our master similar like with money right money is a tool we use money in order to complete the task and to be you know responsible over the things that God has given us right but if we serve money that's when like you make money your lord and then you end up falling into sin and i don't have to give you a speech on how money you know serving money can make one fall into sin and the same thing with rest right when it comes to rest You know, we need to make sure, okay, I'm resting, but then I have to get back up. I need to go back to work. Okay, I'm on a vacation. I give glory to God for this time of vacation, but then I have to get back because I was not created and put here to rest. No, you were not. But when you make rest become your master and you allow rest to rule over your body, now we're in a completely different realm where, in a sense, you're forsaking the task that God has called you to. There's this great... There's this great, I don't know, like, what's up with my, like, pronunciation today? There's this great quote from the article that I want to highlight. It says, being comfortable is not the same. I'm sorry. Being comforted is not the same thing as being made comfortable. God is not in the business of making us comfortable. Eternally safe in Christ? Yes. Free from his wrath? Yes. Victorious over sin? Amen. But comfortable? No human beings were never designed to flourish in a state of permanent vacation that promise is a sham and that is a fact ladies and gentlemen we were not put on this planet to rest all day we were put on this planet to be about our father's business ephesians 2 verse 10 says for we are his workmanship we're god's workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them that is why we are here where god's workmanship and we have good works that we have been ordained for us to walk in them to accomplish them to fulfill them good works not good sleep (laughs) good works (laughs) all right you know this there's this work hard play hard ideology that the world loves to align themselves with and you know it sounds really fun like in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, I understand it's very innocent, but do understand that as a believer, you don't have to make that like distinct stratification, like that distinct separation between work and play. Like, well, let me say work and rest, right? Let me say that that's better because <laughs> play sounds <laughs> like something else, but you don't have to make that starch or stark. What is it? Starch or stark? You don't have to make that stark difference between work and rest, right? And I'm not saying you should lazily do everything. But really, what I'm saying is that, um, sorry, I lost my place. Right. So what I'm saying is that when we rely on the Lord, rest is available to us as we work, right? So we don't have to make that stark distinction between rest and work, right? We we can also recognize that, okay, because I have God, I can have that peace of mind that surpasses all understanding. I can have that joy and I can have that love even while I'm going through the weekday, even when my boss pisses me off, even when I have a whole bunch of work to do, even when I have a whole bunch of tasks. I can still experience the peace, the love and the joy that are the fruits of the spirit during the weekday while I'm studying. During midterm season, during final season, you can still experience the Lord and experience that joy, experience that rest as you are working. Because he's the one that's going to be the Lord over your mind, the Lord over your body, and the Lord over your spirit. This note that the article made, I'm not going to read it word for word, but if I could paraphrase, it was basically saying that it's when God removes these comforts, the things that we typically find comfort in. We are able to discover what it truly means to find joy in Christ alone. And I could not agree even more, man. Sometimes God has to remove our ability to access comfort. So we are forced to discover what it means to be comforted by God, what it means to find joy in the Lord. You know, God has to teach us that we can find joy in Christ. We don't have to find joy in junk food and and, and in more sleep and and in more more laziness and in and more good tv shows to watch on netflix we can find joy in the lord even while we're doing things that we don't like to do do understand ladies and gentlemen the devil does not only tempt people with sexual sin he also tempts people with comfort yes yes he does look at matthew chapter 4 when jesus goes into the wilderness he's been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and the devil says If you are the son of God, my friend, then turn this stone into bread. You're hungry. You're irritated. I'm sure you're irritated. I'm sure you're very uncomfortable right now. Turn the stone into bread. And Jesus' response to Satan should be our response to any temptation to leave our work that we're supposed to be doing and rest at inappropriate times. And it's that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord shall man live. That is the response that we ought to have. We do not rely on rest. We rely on God and God is the one that gives us rest. That is our lives. We rely on God. God's going to be our rest manager. He's the one that's going to instruct us. Hey, close that laptop. Go rest. Hey, you're done with that task. Stop. Hey, slow down. You're going too fast. You're going to get burned out. Let God be your rest manager. Because even sometimes we'll think, oh my gosh, I need rest. But even I'm telling you the strength that God can give you, the energy that God can give you. I tell you, there's been times where I said, God, how am I supposed to do this? And somehow, some way, I found a burst of energy. There'll be times. I'm in, I work at an ad agency, so I need to have that creativity flowing every day. There'll be times where I get up, I'm like, God, I have no idea what I'm going to make. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I'll say, God, help me with creativity. There's been times where I knocked out, like, however many ads. Like, it's like, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's like, I think it was like four or five. Like, one day, boom, just knocked them out. I had zero creativity. Then turn that into, like, five pieces of content. Like, I tell you, God is a God of creativity. He's a God of strength. He's a God of everything that you need. He can give it to you. He can equip you to continue to work because he's your rest manager. Don't try to manage yourself. Let God instruct you on when it's time. All right, sit down. All right, get up, right? Learn what it means to rely on God through the tasks. Rely on his strength. Rely on him for patience. Rely on him for wisdom. Do understand that if laziness is a sin, as we've kind of established throughout this entire episode, then Christ has freed you from sin, correct? This is a point that an article made that I thought was genius. It's beautiful. If laziness is a sin, then Christ has freed you from sin, ladies and gentlemen. So just like you rely on Christ to defeat sexual sin, you rely on Christ to defeat um, um, any type of sin, really. You can rely on Christ to defeat laziness. Spend time with the Lord. Ask him to help you. Commit your ways to him. Trust in him. And by the spirit, you will mortify the deeds of the flesh, which includes idleness, slothfulness, laziness, whatever you want to call it. And before I close, I want to make another point that sometimes and this is me right this is what god told me and when i tell you he did this he wrung my neck like this there are some of us that are lazy not necessarily because we you know desire comfort but well i guess you can still relate this to being desired uh desiring comfort some of us are lazy because we don't feel like the task in front of us has anything to do with us like this is very irrelevant or is very unfruitful And like, why am I here? You know what I'm saying? And from that, we are unmotivated. um, And that, you know, that unmotivation to do something leads to laziness and just doing it very slothfully, um, being lackadaisical. All these words for lazy is just crazy. Um, Wow, that's a bar. Never mind. Um, But yeah, you know, so some of us that we feel like God has given us some type of task is very irrelevant to what we want to do in our future. So then we're very sluggish with it. We're lazy with it. We don't feel like doing it. Or some of us, we even pack up our things and we leave because it's like, this is irrelevant. But ladies and gentlemen, I I need us to understand something that a good steward, a good steward handles the business that God puts on his or her plate. A good steward is faithful to the task that God calls him or her to. No questions asked. If God has put you there, a good steward is faithful to it. A lot of us, we don't want to be faithful to it because we don't see we don't see the plan. We don't see how this relates. We don't we don't understand it. We don't understand it. We, we we feel like it has nothing to do with us. So then we don't even we don't even put our all in it. We're not faithful to it anymore. And then we have the nerve to ask God to give us something bigger or give us something better or to do something right um, to basically elevate us to another level. But why would he do that? Why would he do that? He's given you this thing to be faithful over. And what you're trying to tell him is that, OK, well, if you give me more or if you give me something different, I'll be faithful over that and not over this. All you've done is prove that your devotion lies within you. You are devoted to yourself. You prove that you're devoted to yourself. If you are the person that's going to drop or give up or be lackadaisical with anything that God has given you because you don't understand how it ties into your own future, you don't have the space to ask God for something bigger. You don't. How you have proven... That you are not devoted to what God calls you to do. You're devoted to what you want to do. And if it doesn't match your vision, your idea, then you're out. God's not going to give you nothing more. Why would he? It is your due. Um, what's it called? I forgot the expression. But like, it is what you owe. It's what you ought to do. Like you, ha- you ought to be faithful to the things that God has called you to do. You ought to put in the best that you can. If you have more goodness, more gifts, more um, talents in you, and you are reluctant to, to express them in the things that God has called you to be faithful to, I'm telling you, man, that's a problem. You know you can do it bigger, but you don't do it bigger because you don't care. You know you can put in more effort, but you don't put in more effort because you don't care. Be faithful. Be faithful, man. You probably have a job that you feel like you really don't care about. You even ashamed that you have it. Be faithful. You're probably, you know, a leader of an organization. You really don't understand what's going to be faithful. Pastor just called you to come do something that you never saw yourself doing. You don't even like kids, but they try to make you do kids stuff. Be faithful, <laughs> be faithful, be faithful, be faithful. Trust God with your life. Submit to God. Surrender your life to Christ. That means that it's not about what you want. It is about what He wants. And that true surrender, it's not true surrender if you're just doing what God wants you to do, but you're not giving it your all. True surrender looks like faithfulness to the task. Deuteronomy 29, 29. I love it. It says the secret. Moses had just given all these speeches about, you know, God's commandments, the instructions to the Israelites and everything like that. And then at the end of it, he says, the secret things belong to, to the Lord our God, but those which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. And I really like this place because of, like, the principles that it lays down. And it's the fact that, you know, there are sometimes Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Okay, I ate a banana before this, but I guess bananas make me burp. I've been burping on episode. I'm, I apologize. But nevertheless, nevertheless, you know, there are. Uh secrets that god has right sometimes oh we hate that god keeps secrets from us we hate that we don't understand how all this is going to play out but deuteronomy 29 29 tells us that the secret things belong to the lord you know what belongs to us the things that god reveals deuteronomy 29 29 was talking about the law but i feel like this can be used with everything what is the thing that god has revealed to you if he's revealed to you that this is a task that he has called you to, then guess what? You are responsible for that. And you might be asking, well, how is this going to work? God, you're not telling me how it's going to work. The secret things belong to the Lord. What belongs to you is what's revealed. So do what is revealed. Do what is required. Do be a good steward. God knows what he's doing. You don't know better than him. Trust me. Trust me because there's a lot of times where I think I know better than God. Believe it or not. I still, I still need to humble myself even more. True surrender looks like doing what God asked you to do and being faithful to it. Don't do it sluggishly. Don't be a sloth. Don't be lazy. I'm done. I'm done. Ladies and gentlemen. Be faithful. Give it your all. That is righteousness. If you're lazy about it, that's that's unrighteousness. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord, for this word. And I just pray that it really motivates and quickens us to give everything our best foot. You know, a lot of us, we live for comfort. We live for the rest, Lord Jesus. But I pray you help us, Lord, not to idolize this rest, not to allow it to be our masters, oh God. But instead, see it as a tool that you created it. For, Lord Jesus, to help us, Lord Jesus, to aid us as we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, onto good works that were before ordained that we should walk in them. So help us to walk in them. When we are weary, when we are tired, when we are fatigued, when we are frustrated, when we are irritated, when we are feeling helpless, when we are feeling restless, oh God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that your fruits, that your peace that surpasses all understanding, that your love, that your joy, that your gentleness, that your faithfulness, that your self-control and all the other fruits of the Spirit, oh God, captivate us overwhelm us and are made evident in our lives oh god in the mighty name of jesus father help us oh god a lot of us are unmotivated lord but father god bring us out in the mighty name of jesus and father god i also have to recognize that many of us are lazy or don't want to do anything lord because we are genuinely under the oppression of of mental mental illness lord jesus and i pray for healing in that regard in the mighty name of jesus oh god and that you touch those that are part of the community that are dealing with such things oh god especially in this time of seasonal depression lord god so i pray lord jesus that you help us to be victors over mental illness victors over over um um negative bad mental health lord victors over seasonal depression victors over laziness victors over slothfulness oh god because through you, we are more than conquerors in all things. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Father, be with us as we go on to this week. Keep us, help us, strengthen us, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to give one more charge. that Please, if you find it in your heart, to donate for the sake of this poetry jam coming from February. Please make your tax-deductible donations to www.unassociate.com slash donate. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah. Hope you guys have an amazing week. Holla at me if you need me. You know what I'm saying? Peace. Thanks for watching another episode of Church Boy Confessions. Church Boy Confessions is powered by Unassociated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization committed to building a global community of youth on love, identity in Christ, authenticity, and truth. If you feel led, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Unassociated Ministry at slash donate God bless.